Welcome to The Big Interview. The Big Interview from the Customer Experience Foundation is our weekly podcast where we talk to the people at the sharp end of CX and contact centres, the movers and the shakers, the innovators, the disruptors and the people delivering in the real world who share their personal stories of their journey through our industry. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Alastair Niederer. Alistair is a globally experienced senior business leader specialising in business transformation, customer experience management and data insights. His entire career has been focused on international business development. Before joining T-Tech, he was in charge of the North American market development for Ember Services and Davis Group Consulting and Technology and the prior seven years at Teleperformance as CEO for UKI and South Africa. Alistair has previously acted as an independent consultant advising private equity and corporates on regional investment, due diligence, customer experience, outsourcing and business transformation and has held previously held transformational roles at Teleperformance, including co-founding and acting CEO of UK and global sales and marketing lead at Praxidia, Teleperformance's value-added customer experience consulting and data analytics, analytics solution. Alistair, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. That's quite a long list of corporate achievements. Congratulations. Thank you, Keith. Yes, I'm glad uh, I didn't have to read it out, but you, you did a fine job. So uh, you've quite recently joined T-Tech. So how's that going? Fantastic. Yeah, you know, I think you you picked up from the bio a lot of my history, which has always been around, I guess, supporting clients and customers and uh, after a, a long and, and uh, enjoyable time with Teleperformance, I, I did a period of time with Ember, but of course, we all we all have had a change in life because of the pandemic, so it brought me back to the UK, and uh, my role here is as the head of EMEA for T-Tech, and uh, what, what I'm doing here is basically building out the regional model uh, for for us and implementing what we call CX as a service, which really, it's a brief that takes us well beyond the CXM customer experience management or the BPO service range. Okay, so talk to us a bit more about CX as a service. So how's that going to differentiate? So if I'm a I'm a client and I, I I've got a got a call center that I want to outsource, what am I going to get that's different now? Yeah, I think if you look at it from a CXM lens, um, you know, we talked some years ago about gain share models and changing the business models and uh, implementing solutions. But I think, you know, we've now moved to the ability to, with cloud computing particularly, to run outcome-based solutions for people. And what CX as a service does is really take take you through a journey where we, we take on full responsibility for the entire trail Everything that sits across the uh, customer journey is something that we take responsibility. So we focus on the, the talent, which is our, our outsources, wherever they may be, the technology, the underlying technology, and the transformation. So it's all about 
moving and and you know it's all about doing things uh, for greater revenue and less cost with higher satisfaction so it, it's more it, it's mostly about being able to apply those elements of the business into an outcome-based model and taking full responsibility and is that going to need quite a leap from a from a client whereas traditionally they might have uh, looked at outsourcing the, the the telephony bit or the IT bit and and you're, you're looking at uh, consolidating more of that is that going to need quite a leap from a client is that going to be quite a big ask it is a leap of faith in the sense that companies are already struggling with the diversity of technologies and solutions that are facing them so it's become a very very complex world and you know where people have spent a long time with very embedded solutions changes become very rapid and when you move to cloud-based solutions for example you're dramatically reducing the cost of operation but what it does is it brings you a huge amount of complexity and all of the things that you need to interconnect to make it work and that's just on if you like the IT side of things so you do have to take a leap of faith to say this this one person has the practitioner skills and experience to be able to bolt all these things together at the same time, focus on how they're going to transform my customer relationship and how they're going to help me by outsourcing a lot of those capabilities because, quite frankly, you know, as we're seeing now, I don't want the challenges of needing to build you know, nationwide recruitment and those sorts of things. So, yes, it's a leap of faith in that you've got to be buying into the CX as a service solution as opposed to piecemeal. And... Is this really only for organizations that got a certain level of scale? And how does that play into some of the market consolidation that we've seen over the summer? Um, no, it's not a scale situation because you find, you know, we've got a lot of clients that we're picking up in the uh, insure tech or the fintechs who are typically relatively light on their back office. Um, they don't have a great need for massive numbers of people because they they don't have all of the spaghetti that they have to deal with. What they're doing is making sure that they've got a great balance between automation, self-service, and having people work with their customers. And so it, it's, um, I would think that the way that you can enter the business with the same level of sophistication is, is very low now. So I think we, we would focus mostly on on seeing where we would take those businesses and make sure that we are growing with them and we're growing horizontally and vertically. And what about the market consolidation that we've seen over the last uh, over the last uh, few months this summer and obviously over the last couple of years what's what's your, what's your take on that where where's that going to leave the choices for clients do you think? Yeah, the consolidation is interesting because what we're faced with right now across the globe is a shortage of labor. Um, and, and apart from the, the sense that companies like ours are, are being asked to take up the slack where companies can't manage the numbers of contacts that they have through their own resources, they're needing to outsource. And this is really quite a global problem. So it's kind of, in a, in a way, it's delaying a lot of the consolidation because it's not about people struggling to find profitable business. I think at the moment through this, this period of time, we're seeing a tremendous amount of growth in the CXM business. And so companies are really being flexed to do that. So I think at the moment, it's 
you know, whilst this consolidation is a bit of a breather because companies are, are really building a lot of revenue right now and it's making them a lot more expensive. So not being involved personally in the acquisition of uh, CXM type businesses, I think at the moment, you know, they are they are typically being very successful. Yeah. Um, so you've had a had, if you don't mind me saying so, quite a long career. Um, what are your what are your most recent achievements? What are you most proud of through through your career? I think it's always been a case for me of of wanting to see uh, a solutions based business as opposed to a commodity based business. And I think what what looks exciting to me at the moment is our customers embracing the CX as a service model, um, which which I would see as a springboard to I won't say the new norm, I'll say the next norm. So it's about companies understanding that through the pandemic they realised things like automation and artificial intelligence, uh, outsourcing to specialist solutions, all of these things are part of this, as well as looking at reducing costs by bringing in uh, new cloud-based solutions, for example, contact center as a service, for example. So I think that the, the greatest achievement right now is seeing people not talking about it, but actually getting on with it because that, that uh, urgency is there. And so we're seeing that now and everything we're doing is all digitally back. So that's probably the, the bit that looks most exciting right now. Yeah. And, and where does it go wrong? You know, what, what, what can we all learn? Well, I, I think that where it can go wrong is if you don't adapt and change and, and you've got to pivot into the new way of doing things. So we as a business, of course, survive by Breton getting more customers and to get more customers you have to be selling now you know where it can go wrong is if you haven't adapted into the new world where if you continue to just sell uh, low-cost solutions um, then unless that's your strategy you need to be now you know decathlete in sales marketing solutions so you know I think it's you know we've already pivoted into that area where Everybody who works in the business has to understand what CX as a service means so that when they're looking at any element of the requests from our prospects in our business, they know that they're going to have to demystify the situation for the clients and prospects and that they need to have a clear understanding of business problems and opportunities. So what I would refer to as CX business has to be implicit in everything that we do. So I guess where it can go wrong for us is if you haven't already pivoted into the new way of doing business. Yeah. So uh, talk us through your journey through the industry. How did you start in BPO, contact centers, CX? How did, how did you start? How did you get to where you are today? I started in this space um, by working with a large insurance organization in an outsource environment partnering up based in London um, where we went through a very uh, extensive uh, challenging bid to win the business of the insurance company and, and it was all about insurance claims and technical accounting so my role in that for the company I was representing was to take that business and to replicate it in a much more efficient form uh, right. into an offshore environment and so I was really looking at taking that, that dramatic transformation, the implementation of uh, robotic process, for example, but it wasn't called that then, um, and move it. So I started in the back office environment, um, and I started in, in back office uh, offshoring. 
Right, okay. And um, throughout your career, what would you say uh, perhaps some of the biggest issues you've ever had to overcome, some of the biggest challenges? Um, I guess... I, I guess the biggest challenge is, is in, in everything that I would do, it's all about consultative selling. So it's always understanding how to take that 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 into the business and, and using that sort of, uh, you know, the ability to convince people that they need to talk to others about helping them with their problems rather than feeling that they can do it themselves. So generally you'll see that any transformation program is at the mercy of the ability of that organization to make the change. So we can go in and do that. But I think the, the biggest issue is is how do we actually convince people that they need to go down that path and they need to trust somebody else to do it. So it's a, it's a very difficult task, but it's helped by the fact of being a practitioner and somebody who has experience, who's had the scars, who's been down that track and who probably already does most of the things that you are trying to get out there. So, you know, that's probably the biggest issue is is facing into the challenge of uh, organizational ineptitude. And it's, it's the silos in business that are difficult. It's difficult for the people you're selling to. It's difficult for everybody in that situation. But you have to be a part of trying to change the script. Yeah. And how can clients help themselves? So the, the organizations that are coming to you or the organizations that you are talking to about these propositions um how can they help themselves to to get better outcomes what what do they need to do or what what do we as consultants need to do to make things better yeah, it's a great question i i think that you know taking that leap of faith you know is not something you really want to do but what you want to do is to you know we are all faced these days with listening to our peers and i think that we need to be seen as peers in the industry that says we are part of the cx ecosystem and we do understand it uh, we have faced those challenges so we are becoming more and more um, vertically focused going down the various vertical industries and showing what can be done in different areas so i think that you know showing by example leading by example showing the evidence um, and more importantly, showing an ability to take on not just a piece of the puzzle, but take responsibility to the whole puzzle and show how if there are issues as you go forward, you know, we are we are there to take that burden and make sure that we do deliver the outcome that was promised um, and deliver on the growth and the cost reductions in the operation. So, yeah, I think it's it's mostly about that. And And why do you feel that? the BPO companies and the outsourcers are not seen as part of that ecosystem. Is that is that down to them? Is that down to the trade associations? Is that down to the awards? Is that down to the clients? Is that down to the media organizations? Why why do you why do you feel that is? What's your sense of that? Is it well, all of those no, things? Yeah. You know we are as people very good at putting others companies and people in boxes. And remember, this is a 40-year-old business that began out of outbound selling, um, began out of piecemeal business. And over the years, it moved into customer service solutions. And the outsourcing industry has very much been about helping people with their, their uh, talent requirements and putting those into offshore, onshore, or nearshore uh, locations. So you can see that as part of the solution, we're being exceptionally good at that. 
and others have been put in the box of being those change consultants. And, you know, it used to be the old saying that nobody ever got fired for buying IBM. And I think it's about saying, you know, you need to judge people on their capabilities. A small company can be just as good, if not better, as a large company. And so it's the skill of the person who's buying to take the right advice and listen to their peers and, and listen to outside-in viewpoints to select what is the, the best solution for them in particular. It's not a matter of going up to the top right of the quadrant and select a vendor based on that. It's about understanding what it is you're really trying to achieve. So you do need to listen to the experts and you do need to look and say, you know, these companies are absolute practitioners. They've done this many, many times before. They know all the shortcomings. They get out there, they do it. So, you know, none of us in our industry are, are necessarily um, consultants specific. What we are are people who understand that entire CX equation. Yeah, I would completely support that. So thinking more broadly outside of maybe outside of contact centres and, and BPO, are there any companies or people that you particularly admire? What are they doing that we should know about or could learn from? Who's, who's, who's doing things well? Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're talking outside the business or inside the business, I think inside the business, if you look at the greatest, you know, the biggest influences in my life and career, you know, there's probably three or four people who have you know, really shown uh, through their abilities and capabilities the way to do things. And I think that, you know, I've had people who have been masters at the art of selling. I've had global entrepreneurial CEOs, and I take from them all of the best pieces, and I, and I try to make that into something that I can use to become a better leader myself. But I think with, you know, if, if you look at the Olympics, the Paralympics, you look at you know, people struggling through the pandemic, when you look at the inspiration you get, I think that you can gain a huge amount of inspiration outside of business and play it into business. Because at the end of the day, we are people working with other people. And, you know, there are just too many to name because if you look at it from business to sports to environmental, social, personal boomers to millennials, the Gen Xs and and, and uh, Gen Zs. I mean, you've got a you've got a tremendous amount of capability to say, you know, we're people first and business second. But as we work in a very strong people business, we, we've got to, you know, be able to make changes, be curious, be adaptable. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, very insightful. Thank you. So, um, so what's next? What's the future? What should we be looking out for? Where's AI playing and all all, all the technology and what's going to happen with the people shortages? What what what's uh, what's coming up? Yeah, I look at environmental issues as much as I'd look at the answer to this question, which is yep. all about, you know, change is, is always getting faster. Things are speeding up like crazy. And I think that it's it's implicit in all of our, our lives to watch out for and back the technologies that will improve everything that touch our lives. I think that, you know, we've got to support change because you can't back away from it. But I have tremendous faith that people will bring technologies to bear. I mean, some of the things we're doing now with AI, for example, which makes everything efficient, which says, you know, I can have uh, I can have a chat session by voice, which is AI and knowledge-based back, which is just amazing, which means it's efficient, it doesn't burn up resources, and it means that we can take our people, which 
by the way, the, the number of people that we need to involve in our business is getting bigger, not less. So we're bringing in efficiencies. We're bringing in a better way of doing things. We're using technology. We're using technology to back those people who are live and in person. Uh, but we're doing it in such a way that we're enriching what they do in their jobs. So we're removing the mundane and, and moving to the complex, but the complex always backed by technology. So, you know, whatever it is in, in all of the elements that we do, the technology is, is absolutely critical, but you need to build your foundation. You need to set your North Star on how you want that technology to operate. You need to understand what you're trying to achieve and then go get it. Fantastic. Uh, so, Alistair, as you know, uh, we always like to ask our guests to reflect and help those coming up through the industry today. So you can go back to being 25 again, maybe 30. What advice would you give to your younger self? It's also a good but tricky question. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I keep coming back to the, the difference in people, and I think that it's important we understand that we're complex beings. And to my earlier point, you know, in, in our business of CX, we need to treat individual customers as individuals and target our relationship accordingly. Now, particularly after COVID, we need to do the same with our employees, with our agents. We need to understand that they are driven by many, many different things. And, you know, where they sit, their employment contract, their language, what makes them excited by the work we're doing, the, the technology that allows us, for example, to put somebody who speaks Dutch, speech Dutch in London who can be paid a living wage using technology to enjoy perhaps 10 or 12 hours of work um, a week, which helps them with other things they're doing. I think that we've got to look at everything that makes people tick. And I think that we've got to, you know, we've got to look under the hood, be open, be, be curious. Uh, we've got to listen, learn and take risks um, and no regrets. So I think, you know, if you wrap all that up, it's like, you know, be people working with people, you know, get out there, be curious, try try stuff on and, and enjoy what you do, but understand that, you know, it's it's all about the journey, isn't it? So I, I think it's not so much about the technology. I think it's about, you know, doing what you do amongst a very complex range of people. That's uh, very insightful. Um, so how do you unwind from, how do you unwind and escape from, from it all? Uh, tell us a few things about you that we wouldn't know from looking at your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I find it pretty easy. I, I think that over time you have you're, to You're learn. very lucky. <laughs> I, well, you know, you have to work at it, don't you? But I, I think it's important to learn to switch off and sleep well. I think that you, if you're that sort of person, and I can only speak for myself, but I think you've got to keep curious in life as in business. And I think that you should always be, you know, just continually thinking and, and being with people who make you smile. And I think that, you know, for me, certainly watching and enjoying sport and taking my lessons out of that is there, and, you know, keep mentally and physically fit. But I think if you can, if you can work that balance, if you can, you know, disconnect yourself um, for periods of time, um, but, you know, always have something to look forward to, you know, the, the next, you know, crazy as it may sound, the next board meeting, the next QBR, the next, exciting event, the next deal you want to close, um, the next the next uh, responses you're going to get in your business life, uh, the same as in your personal life. So you know, always look for that next exciting, joyous thing that you've got 
to to go forward to. That's been quite inspirational, Alistair. Um, and it's been fascinating having you with us today. I hope our listeners have found this as insightful as I have. You can Appreciate find it. out lots more. You can find out lots more about the Customer Experience Foundation at cxfo.org. We thank you for joining us at the Customer Experience Foundation today, and we hope you can join us next time on the big interview.